From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 3rd of February 2023. Before we start, it's worth saying that next week there won't be any daily briefing episodes as we're away recording our 10,000th order race. But fear not, there will be a video on Monday explaining some huge changes to the daily briefing channel. Let us know in the comments what you think these changes could be. Also, it's worth me apologising for today's video. I'm currently pretty ill with a bloody annoying cold, so I may sound a little off. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through the recently discovered Chinese spy balloon. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. But first, what actually is this mysterious balloon? People in parts of the US and Canada have looked to the skies recently and seen something pretty strange. The object, which at a glance looks like the moon, has turned out to be a surveillance balloon that, according to the Pentagon, belongs to China. Speaking to reporters, the Pentagon spokesperson said the United States government has detected and is tracking a high-altitude surveillance balloon that is over the continental United States right now. Defence officials say they are confident that the spy balloon belongs to China. In response, China's foreign ministry has said that it's looking into the situation and that China has no intention of violating the territory and airspace of any sovereign country, adding that people should withhold judgment before we have a clear understanding of the facts. The balloon, which is estimated to be about the size of three buses, was spotted over the state of Montana on Thursday and is thought to have travelled over Canada's territory too. Canada's Defence Ministry said a high-altitude surveillance balloon has been detected and that they were in frequent contact with their US counterparts. So what now? Where is the balloon going and couldn't the US just shoot it down? It's been reported that President Biden was briefed by military officials and given options on how to deal with the spy balloon. Military assets in Montana, including F-22 jets, were mobilised in case of an order to shoot it down. However, Biden followed the strong recommendation of senior military leaders not to take out the balloon. There were a number of reasons for this. First, as the Pentagon has pointed out, the balloon is at an altitude well above commercial air traffic and does not present a military or physical threat to people on the ground. Second, officials believe that shooting down the balloon would pose a safety risk for people on the ground due to falling debris. Finally, even though the balloon's path could take it over a number of sensitive sites like many of Montana's intercontinental ballistic missile silos, the Pentagon has judged the balloon not to be a huge risk. From an intelligence gathering perspective, the balloon has limited additional value, a defence official said. Compared to the kind of intel that China can gather through its satellites in low Earth orbit, the spy balloon does not have much added value. Nevertheless, the incident comes as security officials increasingly warn about Chinese espionage activities and just days before US Secretary of State Antony Blinken is due to travel to Beijing. OK, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Ukraine's prosecutor general has pressed criminal charges against the head of the Russian mercenary group Wagner. Specifically, Evgeny Prigozhin has been charged with encroaching on the territorial integrity and inviability of Ukraine and with waging a war of aggression against Ukraine, which fall under Articles 110 and 437 of the country's criminal code. Prigozhin, once known as Putin's personal chef, leads the Wagner Group, which has been fighting some of Russia's bloodiest battles in Ukraine and is also active as a mercenary force in other parts of the world like Mali and the Central African Republic. 
Now, it's important to note that Prigozhin is not in Ukrainian custody. So, unless anything changes, we won't be seeing him stand trial in Ukraine. Meanwhile, top EU officials are in Kyiv for an EU-Ukraine summit, where they've promised further sanctions on Russia and support for Ukraine, but will likely try to cool Ukraine's expectations of fast-track membership into the EU. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. It's been reported today that Majid Khan, who's been tortured by the CIA, has been released from Guantanamo Bay to Belize. This brings the total number of prisoners in Guantanamo down to 34, 20 of whom are also eligible for transfer. However, Andy Worthington, the founder of the Close Guantanamo campaign group, said that while it was great that Khan was freed, the 20 men approved for release can go nowhere, and that their release is entirely dependent, really, on the whim of the US government. Khan went to secondary school in Maryland, but returned to Pakistan after 9-11 to join Al-Qaeda. He pled guilty in 2012 to conspiracy to commit murder, spying and providing material support for terrorism. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison, with credit for cooperating with the US. The US claims that he was released as he served his sentence. Republicans in the US House of Representatives have voted to remove Democratic Representative Ilhan Omar from the Influential Foreign Affairs Committee, the latest move in a partisan battle over committee assignments. The resolution ousting her from the committee referenced past comments that Omar had made about Israel and Israeli influence, deemed anti-Semitic, that drew condemnation from her own party as well as Republicans. Omar, who is one of the first two Muslim women elected to Congress, said during the debate, I am Muslim. I am an immigrant. Is anyone surprised that I'm being targeted? Is anyone surprised that I'm somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy? Democrats united around her ahead of the vote. Whilst House Speaker Kevin McCarthy argued that the move was not tit-for-tat, Omar's removal has widely been seen as retaliation against House Democrats who removed Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar from committees back in 2021. Last week, McCarthy unilaterally removed Democratic Representative Adam Schiff and Eric Swarwell from the House Intelligence Committee. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss the world's oldest dog. Bobby, a 30-year-old Portuguese dog, has been named by the Guinness World Records as the oldest dog today. His breed of dog is only expected to live between 12 and 14 years. The last holder of this Guinness World Record was an Australian dog named Bluey, who died in 1939 at the age of 29 years and 5 months. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but if you want to watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing, that's over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. 
All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.